Well, it's good to see everybody, and it's great to, uh, to be able to, to get together this way. And you may have been wondering what's going on with the backpacks uh, on the stage behind me during this whole time, and so I'm going to tell you right now what we're going to do with those. And I've got uh, a few friends up here that are going to help me. Uh, this is Ryan Corbett and his wife, Erin, and you know them of worship team fame, absolutely. Yeah, they're awesome. And I'm going to ask Erin uh, to, uh, to just sit right there and, and chill there for a minute. And I, I want to kind of use and abuse Ryan here for a second to illustrate something for, for you um, with, with these backpacks. And, and these all have uh, different labels on them. And so this one says my past. So why don't we just put that one on your back? Um, that makes sense. Um, so I'm just going to ask him to take these backpacks and, and put them put them on. Uh, this one's uh, finances and uh, relationships. So just choose where you want to put those. Uh, yeah, you can put yeah, finances right. on the front. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, relationships right there. Uh, health and anxiety. Uh, this one's coming off already, but um, here you go. Are they heavy? Dude, Two. You got like bricks in here or something? Yeah, actually, yes. There are there are, are bricks in here. In yeah. fact, yeah, here, take, take that one because I think, I think anxiety might need another brick, oh, good. quite frankly. Yeah, there you go. It just makes sense, right? Um, so, yeah, just take that. There's only two more. You good? Okay. Um, and then uh, this one says pride. So I think you could carry this one, yeah? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Absolutely, he can. Um, you good? Yeah. And this one's 2020. <laughs> just uh, seemed to make sense. Why don't we just put that one around your oh, neck? Hair, hair, hair. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I've, is 2020 choking you out? Sorry. No, I'm good. I got it. No, I got it. Okay. All right. Now, as you can see, Ryan is trying to carry all of these bricks and bags. You good? I'm good. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to do one more thing no, if you can. Yeah. Yep. If you can help your wife. <laughs> If you could go get her and help her get up and walk all the way across off the stage. Um, so go for it. Um, your, your family needs you. Yeah. I, I think you can, you need to make your way over here. Aaron needs help. Okay. I, he is, no, yeah. Okay. I'm good. It's, I'm good, yeah. yeah. I think you see where we're going with this a little bit here. It's cool. <laughs> okay. We're good. Give it up for Ryan for dealing with this. <laughs> I don't know the order I put it on. Yeah, you, I'll let your wife help you try to figure out how to get these backpacks off. On. You want to just keep them on? Yeah. yeah. I'm All right. <laughs> all of these backpacks obviously are representing some things that we've all been dealing with, representing some things that we've been dealing with in our life. And while 2020 did just about choke him out there, um, we all, there really are bricks in there, y'all. I'm not even kidding. Uh, and uh, you good? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. Thanks. Go, go have a seat. Get some rest. Get a bottle of water. They're awesome. Um, they, they also serve in our, in our youth, uh, if you didn't know that as well. They help out in our, in our youth department, and they're, uh, they're just amazing people. But, you know, there's a lot of things we can learn from what just happened right there. 
And I think a lot of us see ourselves in a lot of what just happened right there in some way, shape, or form. One of those backpacks, if not multiple backpacks there, you possibly walked in with today. And you're possibly walking around with right now because we all have someone in our life or a situation like that 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 is a great analogy for. And we see the fact that he really had no room, there was no margin in his life to be able to do what really mattered most and to help where it really mattered the most. He, he couldn't even help his family. He, he barely could. He, he made it over there, but how long did it take him to make it over there? And what did he keep saying? I got this. I got this. I can do this. Right? See, we, we have those situations and we have no room to even do what God is asking us to do. We have no room to do or even to acknowledge the fact that maybe God's asking us to do it a completely different way. And life has a way of becoming more than we can handle on our own. Because quite frankly, that was way more than he could handle. He got through it, but he, I even heard some of you like, he's turning red, you know? Like, there was, there's a potential health issue there. 2020 was choking him out. <laughs> um, the bag and life. But sometimes we're at a loss about what to do, we're at a loss even about what to pray because then we do go to the Lord. We have all these things, we've picked up all these things and we've carried them all. Look how quickly I loaded him up with all of that. Didn't take long. And we know it doesn't take long for life to just jump on us. And then we go to the Lord and, and we go to the Lord and we feel overwhelmed and the stuff going on around us overwhelms us and, and, we, and we go to the Lord finally and we throw our hands up and we go, okay, God, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where to start. I got nothing, help. But we've already overloaded ourselves from the very beginning instead of maybe surrendering before anything ever even starts. And so maybe you look to the word of God, maybe a friend points you to a place in the word of God. And, and I'm wondering if, if maybe it's this verse that we're gonna look at here in just a second. And I, and I wanna show you a principle of God's word that might actually, <laughs> might actually be different than what you've heard before. And it may change your opinion on a couple of things. But you're gonna see how God moves and works through this. And I'm sure it's been somebody who's been very well-intentioned. So if you wanna follow along with me, you can follow along in the Bible app. Um, certainly you can find Connect Church in Akron, Ohio and, uh, and follow along with me there. But I want to look at a verse in Romans that you may or may not have heard many, many times, but I can almost guarantee you you've heard the principle of this verse and you may have heard the principle of this verse wrong. And here it is, Romans 8, 28. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, this is a great verse. And the motto of this verse usually goes something along these lines. God will never give you more than you can handle because you are his. And it sounds encouraging and it sounds great. And I'm sure it's been very well-intentioned if someone has, has maybe used this verse or the premise of, of what a lot of people think this verse is saying to try to encourage you, but, but it ends up inevitably actually bringing us to a place of having false expectations that are not really correct in the way that God works because honestly, that perspective that God will never give you more than you can handle, it's not necessarily true. In fact, I would say it's theologically incorrect 
if you look throughout Scripture. Because if we look at Scripture in context, as I like to do and as we're going to do here, I want you to look three verses back. I want to back up and look beginning in verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So if the Spirit's helping us in our weakness, then did God give us more than we could handle? We do not know what we ought to pray for. We've all been there, yeah? But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Here's the deal. God always gives us more than we can handle. He always gives us more than we can handle. And, and he does it so that he can show you just how much you need him. Just how much you need him. And just when you think that you are in over your head and you think that you have no idea what you're going to do and you realize that maybe you're in over your head, guess what? You are. You are. And so let him help you handle it. And if we could handle everything, we wouldn't need God now, would we? But we can't handle everything. We can't control everything. And there is only so much that we can do about any given issue or circumstance. We're human. And so what we can do is we can be obedient. We can be faithful. And we can lean on him. Let me give you some biblical examples. Uh, Noah, was that more than he could handle? Yup. Moses, more than he could handle? Absolutely. He even tried to push back on God many times. It took him 40 years. David, more than he could handle? Sure. Esther, yes. Peter, yup. Jonah, he ran from it. He was like, yep, this is more than I can handle. Peace. He took off. Peter, absolutely more than he could handle. Various times. <laughs> if you read about Peter, we could go on and on and on throughout Scripture. They had way more than they could handle. And you know what? Those are the moments that he showed, and by he I mean God, capital he, who is really in control. He showed who's really in control, and those are the moments that you and I start to realize again and again, as we do, just how weak we are. Just how weak we are, and that, that's okay, because that means he's got us right where he wants us. And then... And then things start to become clear. This month, and honestly for the rest of the year, in a manner of speaking, as a church, we are going to take on more than we can handle. 2020 was more than we can handle, but God handled it. God handled it in amazing ways. And the next phase for Connect Church, which involves a 10,000 square foot building, that is designed for ministry that we need is more than we can handle, humanly speaking. Humanly speaking, it is. But I do not believe for a second that he can't handle it. I don't believe that for a second. He can handle it, he can handle it, and then some, if he chooses to. But we have to approach this from the right perspective. Why do I believe that? Because of the, the culture of the kingdom community of God that says it's not about us, it's about him. It's about what he wants to do. And it's about us being faithful and obedient to what he wants to do. It's about him 
and what he has called us to do. And it's about connecting people to Christ, community, and purpose because that has not changed and that will not change. And so I go to this verse, these passages, these two verses in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20, that just give me goosebumps every time I read them. And it says this, Now to him, to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And if those two verses don't encapsulate where I believe God is wanting to take us in so many ways, I don't know what does, because we are asking God to do more than we can imagine, immeasurably more. God is not finished with Connect Church. We are not finished yet. We have more to do. We are called to do more. We are called to reach more. We are called for more. We are called to be more. In this world, in our community, they need to know that Jesus wants to do more in them and through them. And his chosen vehicle to do that is the church. That is God's chosen vehicle to do that. And so inevitably it comes down to this. Are we willing to sacrifice more? And do we know about sacrifice? Yeah, you're sitting in a place that, that is a result of immense sacrifice. But I believe that God is calling us to, to sacrifice more so that we can accomplish more for the kingdom of God. And our mission is to connect more people to Christ, community, and purpose. And one of the ways, one of the ways that we can do that is through a facility, an, an additional part of our, our facility, an extension to our campus that has been designed to cultivate spiritual growth. And that is why we're calling it more than a building. That's why it's more than a building because it's not about brick and mortar, it's about what's happening on the inside. And humanly speaking, it's more than we can handle. But it's more than a building because it's about what will happen on the inside, like I've said. We want to see more students come to know Jesus. We want to have a place where other unique ministry opportunities to connect people uh, to the gospel will happen. We want to be able to have community events and, and family events and kids and student events and conferences, etc. And I know some of that is contingent on the world opening back up a little bit more and all of that, but I, I believe we're in a place where, where we can be primed and ready for when that happens to be able to reach our community. And it's about the culture that is created through a space that is dedicated and specifically designed for the mission and vision that God has given us to do as a church. But the foundation of that, the premise of it, needs to be built on Christ. It needs to be built on Jesus. And so we start there. And that's where we're going to start right now. That's where we're going to start right now. We're going to flip one book back, or one chapter back in the, in the book of Ephesians to chapter 2. I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 2 here for just a second. Beginning in verse 19, it says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Building requires precision, as we know. And in biblical times, uh, buildings were often uh, made from cut stone that were squared together. 
They were squared together side by side. And to keep the entire building plumb, to keep it uh, completely lined up, they would begin with a designated cornerstone. You may have heard this before, um, but the cornerstone would help to align the two intersecting walls and everything was built off of that. And it would serve to show if any stones were out of line. And so there were various points in the New Testament where you see Jesus being referred to as the cornerstone. And so that's where we start because he is the cornerstone of all that we do and every decision that we make here as a church. But he is also known as the stone that the builders rejected, which is why he ended up, uh, one of the reasons he ended up being crucified as it, as it talks in, in Psalms about being the stone that the builders rejected because some people in their pride, they trip and they stumble over Jesus' teaching. And so Jesus can be a stumbling block um, for some, yet the source of life for others. And so the church is all about Jesus and it's built on Jesus because in him, as it says here, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And so we are asking God to do immeasurably more. But first and foremost, we need to individually look to the chief cornerstone of our lives and for our lives to be built on him. We need immeasurably more of Christ. Forget about the building for a minute. We individually need immeasurably more of Christ in our life as we move toward this place. And as we move to where God wants us to go, we need immeasurably more of Christ. And if we focus on Jesus, he is the one who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And the weight of it, the margin, the room that we need to do what he is calling us to do, the room and the margin that you need in your life to do what God is calling you to do in your life. You need to have that room and, and it's dependent on our obedience and our surrender to Jesus from the very beginning. From the very beginning. And for him to do more, we need to surrender now. In fact, we actually need to pre-surrender I'm going to call it pre-surrender. And here's what I mean by that. We like options. We like to know what we're getting ourselves into. I myself am definitely that kind of person with certain things. I do my homework. I like to, I like to know what I'm getting into. I like to know my options. And, and there is certainly a lot of wisdom in that. And you better believe that as we start getting into and talking more about the building, please trust me and know that your leadership has done that. We have done uh, we have looked at, at various angles and we have looked at all the ins and outs and, and, and all of those things. But, you know, in considering a proposal and deciding on, on what we're going to do or how we're going to do it or what we're not going to do. But you know what? For most areas of our life, we all do that in, in areas of our life. And it, it is a good way to operate. And there's a lot of wisdom in that in, in a certain, from a certain point of view. But, but as you consider your options and you carefully choose which course of action you're going to do, are you including God in that? Have you decided from the very beginning, before you even get to that place, what you were gonna do in terms of what God has to do with that? You know, if Ryan, with all these backpacks here, if, if, he, would have, if he would have decided what to do in terms of trusting and asking for help from the very beginning, it would have been a lot easier on him. 
Um, it would have been a lot easier on him, but, but he didn't. He just took everything on himself. And I didn't tell him to, uh, you know, necessarily like, hey, you can't, you can't ask, ask your wife to take a couple of these. You can't ask me to hold a couple of them. I, I just threw them on him. And, he's, and what he keeps saying, I got this. I got, I'm, I'm good. I got this. You know, like we do. I got this. But if he would have predecided, hey, bef- before, before words even said, I'm going to make sure that God's involved in this. I'm going to make sure that, that maybe the proper help of those that are around me can help me. We need to predecide what our answer is going to be in terms of God's involvement before every circumstance in our life. And when we approach God from a mindset of, God, um, uh, please show me everything you want to do. Please show me everything you want me to do. And then I'll decide if I want to do it or not. If that's our perspective to God, that is a recipe to not hear from him very often and very well. Does it mean we should fly by the seat of our pants? Absolutely not. We should count the cost, uh, but at the same time, we cannot discount the fact that we are people of faith. And so we can hear from God and we can see what he is up to so much clearer if from the beginning we say, God, before you even say a word, my answer is yes. And here's what I mean by that. We are surrendering to what God wants to do, whether he is saying go this way or whether he is saying go that way, whether he is saying go through this door or go through that door or stop, both doors are shut. We're saying, yes, Lord, whatever it is that you want us to do, my answer is yes. If it's yes to a no, hope that's not confusing, um, or if it is yes to go this direction, And what if he totally changes his plans? What if he totally changes our plans? Yep, that happens. That'll happen. Just to be completely transparent with you all, the building, my plans were to do this last year. That was my plan. My plan was to do it last year. But you know what? God said no. He really put a pretty hardcore stopgap on that with COVID, obviously, as he did with various things. But you know what? as I'm able to look back now in hindsight, knowing that we as a leadership team said, Lord, whatever you want, if you want us to do it now, we'll do it now. If you want us to wait, we'll, we'll wait. Um, he has put us in such a better spot now to be able to move forward with that than if we would have done it last year. And you can ask anybody on the SLT. I'm so thankful that he asked us to wait because as a church, we, we weren't ready. And as stewards, I don't know if we were quite ready yet either. God has done some amazing things with what has been a, a really a, a junky year, as we know, a year full of bricks to prepare us to be in this place now. And it's because we have been from a place of pre-surrender and saying, God, whatever you want us to do, and if that's, if that's no, then it's no, and if it's yes, then it's yes. And we need to do that in our life. To really hear from God, to see what he's trying to do in your life, you must come at him and to him in a place of pre-surrender. Even if you don't like the answer, I didn't like the answer last year. (laughs) None of us did. Because I know how much we need what is about to hopefully happen if that's what God has for us. But do you really believe that you know better than God? See, the issue is not what might be asked of you. The issue is who is doing the asking. And 
God is the one who is doing the asking in every place in your life. And so are you surrendered to him in every place of your life before he even speaks a word? Hebrews 12, one through two says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Whatever he asks us to do, even if it's really difficult, it is absolutely going to lead us somewhere better than we imagined. And so we can say yes with confidence before God has even spoken a word. That is the kind of absolute trust that God is looking for. And we can see and hear him so much better when that is the condition of our hearts. Next week, I'm going to roll out for you the plan. I'm going to tell you about what God has is, is put on our hearts for phase two, and I'm even going to show you what the building's going to look like. I'll show you the plans, and I'll show you how we're going to get there, what it's going to cost, all of that. But we need to begin with Jesus. We need to begin with Jesus. We need to begin with Jesus right now. I'm so thankful that this church was founded on that premise, quite frankly, of, of that we need to begin with Jesus, that it begins and ends with him, that he is the alpha and the omega, and he's everything in between. And we know that this building will happen if God wants it to happen. And we know that if it doesn't, it will be because of him. And if it does, it will be because of him. And we are asking him to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. But we need immeasurably more of Christ in our lives from the very beginning. And we will point to no one else and nowhere else but Jesus if he blesses us with it. And we will still continue to point to Jesus if he chooses not to, and we will use that facility to point people to Jesus just as we have done and continue to do with this place as well. I started with Romans 8.28, and I want to continue to keep it in context, and I want you to look two verses later. Look at, look at what Paul writes two verses later in verse 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? More than we can handle? Yep. More than Jesus could handle? No way. No way. God allows more than we can handle to happen oftentimes in our life, but he is for us. He is with us. He is helping us, and he is using us to accomplish his mission, but it takes sacrifice, just like he sacrificed for us. It's going to take sacrifice in your life to realize where God wants to take you so that you can see him do more, immeasurably more, than you can possibly imagine. And that's the pre-surrender place that we need to be in.
So my connection point for the morning is that Jesus wants to do immeasurably more in you. And it's got to start there. We have to begin there with recognizing the fact that God wants to do immeasurably more in my life. We must surrender now to what he wants to do in each and every one of us. I, you don't know what, what is coming up this afternoon, what is coming up tomorrow, this week, or a couple of weeks from now. But have you pre-surrendered to a place where you're saying, Jesus, I want you to do immeasurably more in my life. And whatever that looks like, I'm in. And then be willing to do. Because you can ask for every good thing that you have ever experienced. You know what? God can do more. God can do even more. You can, you can think and imagine all kinds of stuff. I can think and imagine amazing things, even, even far beyond. And you know what? God can do more. God can do even more. You can imagine awesome things that are, that are even beyond your ability to comprehend or, or, or have a part of. And I, I know that God can do immeasurably more. And so will you pre-surrender now to what God wants to do in you? and through you. Will you bow your heads? And I want to have a quiet moment. As a church family, but even just as members of the family of God, I believe the Holy Spirit is, is pressing on each one of us right now. And I hope that you'll allow him to speak to you because tapping into the power of God requires surrender. So let me just ask you to do something right now. Forget about anybody that's around you. Forget about who's sitting next to you. You need to speak to God right now. You need to do some business with God, just you and him right now. Because if more of Christ is our goal, and it is, then we need to surrender now to whatever it is that he is asking us to do. And it's his power at work within us, and we need immeasurably more of him so that he can do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. So I want to give you 30 to 60 seconds to just pray. And before I do, as you pray and surrender, I believe one of these backpacks up here, I believe one of these is yours. Maybe a couple of them. Will you pre-surrender now? And let me just say, listen to me. You don't have to carry that out of here today if you realize that you need immeasurably more of Jesus. Will you pray and surrender to him now. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your love for each and every one of us. 
thank you that you want to do immeasurably more in our life. God, you say in Jeremiah 29, 13, that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And so, Father, we are seeking you with all of our heart. Lord, I pray that each one of us would pre-surrender now to whatever it is that you want to do in our lives. That as circumstances and situations come up and we're carrying all these bricks and we're carrying all this weight that the world likes to throw on us and that we think we can take on all by ourselves, Father, I pray that, that we would drop those at your feet right now and surrender to whatever it is that you want us to do. Lord, I do believe that some of us walked in here carrying some of these bags. Father, I pray that you would just lift the weight of those as you can. Lord, you can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So Lord, we are asking for that in our lives. And Lord, we are asking for that in our church. And Father, if it be your will, we're asking for you to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine through this new facility so that we can reach more people for you. Lord, I know that we are called to do more and to accomplish more and that you, you want to continue to do more through this body of believers that, that you've planted here. Father, let it begin in us individually first. Use us. We surrender to you, God. We surrender to whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's moving forward now or not. We lay it at your feet. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.